Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught you all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, here we go. It is Friday, 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 October the 4th. Cannot believe it, guys. We are, wow, we have already started, what, week five of the NFL season, week six of the college football season, and now, now there's no turning back in Major League Baseball as October represents postseason which represents absolute craziness which is pretty much exactly what we got in the first two games yesterday in the uh in the divisional series in the national league we're gonna have even more today guys four count them four two in the american league two more in the national league division series matchups four games beginning at 2 p.m today uh in baseball to determine exactly who's going to be playing for a world championship it does not get any better than this time of month also, Thursday night football for the NFL kicked off the uh, the week five extravaganza. And we are usually used to going. Bleh, 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 bleh. Oh, God, this is awful. Yeah, no, not last night is right. No, no, we did not. The NFC West uh, proved to be uh, a lot of fun to watch. Like these two teams have done before in the past. They certainly were entertaining. And I almost for a minute there completely forgot. It was a Thursday night football game. And if they can give us somehow more of that, I think we'll, uh, I think people will shut up about Thursday night football. Uh, but, oh, yeah, we had some college games last night. And uh, we even had a college game that went completely dark for about 10 minutes there. And, yeah, a lot of people were holding tickets in that game going, wait a minute, I thought, I thought this game, I, I got to get to the five-minute mark in the fourth before it becomes a fish. Wait a minute, what the, turn the lights back on. Yeah, that's what happened in Temple and ECU there with uh, Temple clearly leading and the under clearly in play with about 12 minutes left to go in the game until <laughs> somebody pulled the plug and uh, and panic started to uh, to go across the gambling universe as far as whether or not that game was going to be official. But, Dane, that's welcome to gambling, man. Welcome to Sports Investing 101, where when you get a line that says Minus one, minus one and a half. Don't look at it. In the gambling universe, you play money lines. And that's exactly what the play was and exactly what you talked about yesterday when it came to Seattle Seahawks, wasn't it? Yeah, good morning, Joe. Good morning, degenerates of Make It Rain. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it on a Friday. Hey, Joe, think there's enough for us to talk about today? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, there's four playoff games. We had two last night, Thursday night football, college going on. Truly, October is the most sport-packed sports month of the year. We said it yesterday, Joe. We said we think this is going to be a close game. We think it, you know— we I, I we were talking about it off air. I might have literally said last night 30-29, 31-30, but that's the kind of game it was. I got to tell you something. My leading headline from this game, Joe, and I, you know, confirmation bias. It's another thing I think I said previously, but Russell Wilson might be the MVP. Um mm. like 
I remember telling you, Joe, like at 20 to 1, you know, we I remember you saying a couple weeks ago that the Seahawks were the most surprising team to you at like 2 to 1, right? You know, I've talked about how guys like, for example, DeAndre Hopkins, I think, is the best wideout because he does it with trash at quarterback for most of his career. What exactly does Russell Wilson have? You know what I mean? Like his number one wide receiver is Tyler Lockett. OK, sure. Chris Carson. OK, sure. But he's doing this really all by himself, rolling out, making plays left and right and when we talk about teams like the Chiefs teams like the Pats like the Saints who like can just get the job done and I I, we have talked about this before Joe the one other team that we really trust that has an identity that we'll go to the bank with is Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks Joe honestly who's the MVP in the league right now if it's not Russ well, it, it certainly isn't Jared Goff uh, or the right. defense of the uh, of the Rams. And and listen, he, he's been doing this for a while now. You know, the problem with Russell Wilson is that he got all this money and people got all bent out of shape because they didn't think he was worth it. Because let's face it, he made his bones early on in this league by having the Legion of Boom and a defense that was absurd and Marshawn Lynch. Like, so when he came into this league, the perception wasn't, he wasn't taking the league over. He just right. happened to walk into a situation that was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, oh, well, they said the same crack about Derek Jeter when they brought him up and they went on and won sure. four World Series titles, too. So you got to, you know, you take that with a grain of salt. The dude is flat out balling. And the only reason that Seattle was in that game last night and the opportunity to win that late. And again, thanks to Greg Zerline there for doing the right. impossible, missing a 44 yard field goal. But it's because of him, four touchdowns. I mean, drop and dime. Danny dimes my ass. Literally. Get away from him. That is Russell Dimes, people. He was all over the place last night, man. It's absolutely crazy. The touchdown, the locket. You know, that's Patty Mahomes stuff rolling out to his left against his body in the corner of the end zone. I mean, it's really – you're right, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He came in the league with Marshawn Lynch and the Legion of Boom. Yeah, yeah. What about now? (laughs) <laughs> you know yep. what I mean? Like, yep. yeah, well, that's and he the whole literally, thing. With, yeah, exactly. Right. Yep. With one of the bad and, and one of a bad offensive line, it's almost like Seattle doesn't even think they need to invest in the offensive line because eh, Russell will make some magic and it'll be okay. You know, like honestly, yep. Joe, who who is playing better than Russell Wilson? Who is more valuable to their team than Russell Wilson? You take Russell Wilson off the Seattle Seahawks, and this is not a year-in, year-out playoff no. team. It's just not, no. Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it, it was, it's a pleasure to watch the dude play, and unfortunately, because he is buried <laughs> up in Seattle a lot of time, people don't yeah. get to watch him, and, and he has gained this, unfortunately a this reputation because of he was you know he's one of those guys that got that 20 million you know before everyone else. he got it before Aaron Rodgers did and people were like oh right. god you can't pay him he's not worth it he's only he's only good because he had to have well I don't hear those people anymore today like I, I you know it's like crickets right now with all those who told yeah. me you can't give him 20 million no you can give him 20 million it's probably not enough the guy carries that franchise right now and they're not they're not a team without problems either, and we'll talk sure, about that. Sure. But the real glaring issue staring from that game yesterday is the defense of the Rams. Guys, this is the problem with this team. We'll talk about that coming up. And how did Gurley and the props do? 
We'll tell you about yeah. that as well. Let's go make it rain. One of them here, hit people. for me. <laughs> Let's make it rain. Oh, man. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Carson on his way to 118 yards on the ground last night. And, of course, the only catch he gets all day, he bobbles but secures it. And eventually that was the winning touchdown from Russell Wilson. That would have been, uh, yeah, TD number four for you that were keeping track at home. 17 to 23, 268, four touchdowns last night. Oh, yeah, he still has not. I believe, turned the ball over. He's got zero interceptions on the year. He had a 151.8 passer rating. He made throws all night that were just ridiculous with people going, how did he How did he do that? Uh, but a couple of takeaways from the game. Number one, outside of Greg Zerline uh, missing a 44-yard field goal, which he is 112 and 115, you know, he's 97.4% his career, 44 yards or shorter. Uh, but I mean, hey. <laughs> that's not why they lost. And uh, and don't don't mistake. And the reason they lost last night is because a boneheaded plays like, I don't know, delay a game with the last 20 seconds left, which pushed him back, which made them run a <clears throat> another offensive play to try to get the yardage back. They didn't do him any favors by getting it closer. And I can tell you right now that was not. And I know some people tried to play this off. That was not a aberration what we watched last week getting lit up for 50 points at home by Jameis Winston and company that secondary of the Rams they will beat nobody this year with that secondary is atrocious they are also guys and I hate to admit it and I never thought I'd say this about a team but they miss a Dominican Sue they are not Mm. big on the front of that line at all they are fast they are athletic and Aaron Donald fast athletic but yes. when you get big ass old linemen that can put that love to run block that can run block with a power running game like you got last night, that's exactly where the issues start to come in. They get pushed around 118 yards last night could have even been more there. Uh, that defense has got issues here now for Jared Goff. He listen, he, it was OK. It wasn't great. But you asked him to throw another 50 damn balls in the game last night, and it wasn't good enough. Now, Gurley, we had talked about Gurley a lot. He did rebound last week, of course. I think he had two touchdowns, right? What do you have, 51 yards on the ground? So uh, he didn't hit the rushing prop, uh, but he did hit the touchdown prop, obviously, because they did, at least they used him last night in a way that I, exactly. Let him go there. Two touchdowns were great. Uh, and he grinded out because that's not an easy team to run on. Uh, but they, too, have some issues in the secondary of Seattle. 
but you trust Russell Wilson in the offense way more than you trust Jared Goff. Jared Goff's got great weapons around him, but as you can see, again, he's not a guy that's going to go out there 29 of 49 for 395, one touchdown, another pick. He's not a guy that is going to be able to go out there and chuck it around the yard. No, I don't care what the weapons are. They have to be able to run the ball consistently, and they just can't do it, man. He is not that guy on the road that is going to be able to do this. He put himself in a position to win. Congratulations. But it was too little too late at that particular point. Yeah, I hear you. You know, first of all, Gurley with 15 carries does go above mm. the 13 and a half uh, attempts prop that we talked about yesterday. You know, and there was honestly, mm. Joe, you know, you talk about that um, that Rams front at the beginning of the game, the first quarter, Joe, they were pressuring Russell Wilson every time he dropped back. They were stuffing the run early on. Right. right. It just didn't hold up. It is crazy that you think a team could miss in Dominican Sue. Um, so, like, I'm guessing, Joe, you wouldn't like the Rams against, oh, I don't know, say the Cowboys, <laughs> you know, or, you or know. say yeah, the Bears, exactly, like exactly a the team. Problem. Yep. Right. That yep. can punch you in the mouth and run the ball. You know, at some point, you know, it's almost like the Rams are the greatest show on turf. McVeigh being cute, you know, kind of thing. That is their profile. That almost is their identity. And it works great when it's all working. Right. And they're putting up 30, 40, 50 points. Right. But in yep. a different type of game, they are going to struggle. Gurley, 15 for 51. The two touchdowns. He caught three balls as well on five targets. So maybe they're starting to unwrap the bubble wrap on some level or they know they need to. And I got to tell you also, again, in the first quarter of this game, Joe, Gurley was running mad. He was running powerful. He was trucking people. OK, and yeah, what it exactly. is to me yeah. and what it is to me, you said it, Joe, Goff put it up 49 times. That is not a formula for winning. It looks good for fantasy to be like, oh, he threw for 500 plus last week, 395 last night. But that's not good for your actual NFL team. It was clear to me, right. Joe, early in the game when Gurley was running angry and violent and physical. He is the linchpin to this offense, yep. Joe, because as soon as a guy yep. comes in the box, you got Cup, you got Cup, you got Cooks who went down with a concussion. You got Woods, you got Everett, you know. That's when the McVay offense gets to take control, but you need Gurley. And here's the thing, Joe, yep. as teams realize more and more that Gurley and his arthritic knee, that he's only going to be there for 15 carries, that he's not that threat all the time, defenses are going to start to call the Rams bluff and force Jared Goff to beat them. And I don't know if yep. he can, Joe. There are three kinds of quarterbacks, Joe. One that raise everyone else around them up, Russell Wilson. The ones that are kind of just like in the system and need the people around them, that's what Jared Goff is. He is not elite. He is the same as about no. 10 other quarterbacks in the NFL who can get it done when it's schemed right, when the weapons are there, needs the right situation. And guess what, Joe? That kind of quarterback, in my opinion, ain't worth $130 million. Thank you. Yep. And that's where the problem lies. They are they've got really good weapons around him, certainly on the outside. They're less they're uh, less efficient on the offensive line because they, you know, they had to let a couple of starters go because they had to be able to afford Brandon Cooks. And by the way, where was Brandon Cooks last? I'm sorry. Did I see where? In the yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three targets, one reception for 29 yards. Okay, good. Yeah, so that's uh, he was worth the money, too, as well. Uh, and that's oh, yeah. the problem is I that mean, they're yeah. giving – you're trying to get real finesse and cute here, and it just doesn't work. Not to mention, and I hate to say it, guys, but Jared Goff, to a certain degree, was exposed last year by Bill Belichick in the Super Bowl. Yep. Teams are dropping more people in the back. They're, they're muddying the waters for him now. And – and especially yeah. if the girlie's not girl. Luck is eventually going to run out. You you are fortunate in in a couple of those three wins that you have. In two of those three wins, you didn't you didn't play with the crap in the first half. Again, you know they they came out there. If it wasn't for Seattle with a bush league uh, roughing the passer call there just before the half, by the way, on third and twelve, right. uh, Seattle uh, you know accidentally hits Goff and. You know, now it's a it's a 15 yard penalty gave them life. They kick a That's field tough. goal and they would have went another half without scoring a touchdown. I, if it was not for the stupid third and 12, you know, uh, defensive penalty for pass and if uh, roughing the passer, they're kicking yeah. a field goal there. They got nine points. That's three. They would have had three field goals in that game. The under also would have hit, but one touchdown in the first half. Like, you can't play just one half of football. And that's exactly what they're doing with him. You're playing one half. They make good adjustments in the second half. But like we saw last night, it, it was over by that particular point. Yep. You know you know how we always say, Joe, in the playoffs, your weaknesses get exposed, right? Yep. And And that's a reason maybe the Super Bowl hangover carries weight. You know, you you lost the Super Bowl, what? and everyone sees the blueprint. Everyone sees in three games, you know, what your Achilles heel may be. And I think a critical mm. part of this is that the rest of the NFL is starting to wake up to Gurley is not, like, Gurley. He's just not. He's not being – or at least the volume can't be there. The Rams can't deploy him. He's still a great back, but the Rams can't deploy him in this offense to be the threat that he is. And then everyone's saying, go ahead, Jared Goff, beat us. And uh, 49 times in the air ain't going to do it, Joe. Nope. It's not going to do it. And uh, they they got to go back to the drawing board, especially Wade Phillips on defense. They got to figure things out because they're getting crushed. All right, more on that. We'll talk a little crazy baseball last night, too. We'll do that next year. Let's make it rain, people. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day. Here to serve you, the fanatic. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. All right, so it might be time for you to get in the game with a DraftKings Sportsbook account where listeners of this show, you guys can get a deposit bonus of up to 500 bucks right now. Here is how it works. Number one. You just create a DraftKings Sportsbook account. Number two, you make a deposit. And finally, you place your first bet. DraftKings matches it with a 50% bonus of up to 500 bucks. Now, this offer, it's eligible for all users plus new users. We'll get a risk-free bet of up to 200 bucks. Just head over to sportsgrid.com forward slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com forward slash DK. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. 
Check out the website for details. And welcome in here to Make It Rain. I'm Joe Ranieri. He is Dane Martinez. And we are getting ready for a monster, and I mean loaded day again uh, on the card as we are just packed with sports investing opportunities. We have four, count them, four consecutive Major League Baseball games Playoff games getting ready to kick off at 2 o'clock today. We have another pair of uh, college football matchups that uh, are going to be much better than the ones that we had last night. And uh, it's also a good time to remind folks that, yes, uh, just because the games are on doesn't mean you got to play them, guys. It uh, it pays in the long run to be uh, slightly disciplined there, uh, just a little bit, a uh, little bit. I mean, you don't have to go balls to the wall all the time. Uh, and you don't have to bet each and every one. You got hockey now. You got you got a lot of ways to go about it here, but just pick your favorite ones where you have an edge, and boom, go from there. And last night, what a way to open up the National League Division Series. Five o'clock, we've got this Cardinals and Braves game, and we had told you yesterday, the interesting part about this game was what the total was doing. It opened up at eight and a half, It moved to nine, and then it moved to nine and a half. Everybody kept pounding the over in this game. Nobody trusts Dallas Keuchel. Nobody trusts Mikolas to be able to get the job done. Uh, Well, they were wrong because the starting pitching actually did really, really good right up until, which was my issue, is the damn bullpens on both of these teams completely imploded for seven runs in the ninth inning. Uh, You're talking seven runs in the ninth inning, four by the St. Louis Cardinals, three by the Atlanta Braves. And next thing you know, you got 13 runs on the board, the overhits. And oh, yeah, St. Louis told you pretty profitable as a underdog when you have high totals. Why? Because runs aren't necessarily at a premium and they certainly weren't last night. You're going to have that same situation in a game we're going to talk about here coming up. But the Yankees and Twins are desperately finding themselves in that same category that the Braves and the Cardinals were last night. The bookmakers are struggling to keep that at eight and a half right now. How do I know that? Because it's juiced through the ass right now. And it opened up at minus 115. It got pushed to minus 120. It's minus 125. They know what's going to happen here, Dane, because if we're aware of that trend, Guess what's going to happen? The, the books are very well aware. They know the minute they push that to nine, it, it there's going to be an avalanche of exposure for them and liability coming up on the under. But last night, it was a good, good game. I mean, it was really good going into the eighth and ninth inning. And then, yeah, uh, the wheels fell off with those bullpens, which is going to be a problem moving forward, man. It absolutely is, Joe. And first of all, it is at nine at FanDuel, okay? I will say that right now, Ooh. the Yankees game. All right, so if that's what you're shopping for, go shop on over at our friends go at FanDuel. Go right now, it. <laughs> it is at nine. The juice is on the under still because, you know, they just made the move to the actual mm-hmm. next half run. So, you know, if it is that close around this country, Joe, we should continue to monitor it, okay? Right now, it. it's under nine, minus 120, at least at FanDuel. Let's see what it's like in about an hour, how that moves. But mm. to your point, Joe, we said this all year, Joe. 
the bullpens. We talked about bullpens all year long. That's part of the reason we love the over. That's part of the reason we talked about betting first five all the time, right? Because we could take that variable out of it and lean on starting pitching who we thought was a little bit better or more stable, right, in terms of their performance. But absolutely, okay, I think it was like Luke Jackson gave it up. And, and that's the thing, Joe, I mean – that ain't going to change. You know what I mean? That ain't nope. going to change. It's not like they're going to all of a sudden like find Mariano Rivera chilling in the playground and be like, come on in. You know, so this is something that they have to kind of – I don't know if it's, uh, you know – Move someone else in there or manage it in a different way. Shuffle the deck a little bit more. Let your starter go longer. But this has been a problem mm -hmm. for the Braves all season long. They've had a revolving door there. Didn't they have like Melanson they traded for trying to address that? He gave up some as well. This is going to continue to be an issue, Joe. And part of the reason, I didn't know this, but the Braves have not won a postseason series since 2001. And I got to also tell you, game two now, Flaherty against Fultonevich. Flaherty has had one of the best second halves of the season in all of Major League Baseball. He's literally pitching to a sub one ER for the second half at .91. He went 7-2 and two over the second half. So the Braves could be in trouble. I know they're at home, but with the St. Louis Truth stud on the hill and it being still an open case all the way until the final out because of the way that bullpen is, the Braves, I know you like them, Joe, but the Braves could be in trouble. Yeah, well, the line opened up as uh, as a short road favorite there, minus 120 in a lot of places uh, for the Cardinals. Atlanta was uh, right around that plus 110 mark. And more than two-thirds of the bets that came in right after it was posted after that game last night grabbed the Braves, you know, home dog, you know, on a bounce-back yeah. spot. Yet, yeah, no, we're not seeing an awful lot. It's actually risen a little bit, too, in some places. I'm seeing minus 125. Uh, minus 127 in some places. So to me, it's you've got the public loves Atlanta and they're going, oh, they're, they can't, they're not going to go down 2-0 at home. They're going to win this game. Oh, well, okay. But it, it looks like the pros are going, yeah, give me the, uh, give me the cards in this situation. We'll go ahead and back Flaherty. And yep. uh, yeah, we like what we saw from them because it, it doesn't look like the bats are going to be a problem here. Uh, it looks right. like these both of these teams are going to be able to put the ball in play. Uh, the Cardinals defense has got something to be desired, but they still put the ball in play. I don't know how much Atlanta Brave players are going to be able to put the ball in play. And Flaherty has been ridiculous over the last yeah. couple of months of the season, dude. He's like, he's almost yep. unhittable to the point. And this is going to book. Now, the what is the total? What are you showing the total at FanDuel right now? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Oh. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I'm comfortable with the over. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I am too, because I'm comfortable with one that. One team could throw up six points, six runs. Nope. What do you yep. do when Flaherty comes out? Exactly. No, I agree with you. And, and this, that's we've the seen the bullpens. Because here, here's the other thing, Joe. You know, the bullpen, uh, the Braves bullpen gave it up. But then Atlanta scored three in the ninth themselves. You know, it's not like the St. Louis bullpen is all of a sudden, you know, Eckersley, right? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, I, you know, this is one of those series where I do think runs could be scored. Unlike, you know, Joe, you know, how we talk about like 
that's why we thought about Washington or the Mets or the Dodgers. And we talk about what the mm. Astros can run out there in terms of starting pitchers. And we said all regular season long, you know, unless you can prove to me that you are a real reason to bet the under, we'll lean over, right? And maybe Flaherty right. is in that category. But otherwise, like, nah, give me the over. None of this was, for example, this was not Walker Bueller, for example. You know what right. I mean? And with yeah. the outer outing mm-hmm. that he had. And if it's not that, Give me the over. Yeah, I uh, listen. The Cardinals did exactly what they needed to do. They needed to go in. They needed to steal a win on the yeah, road and give themselves an opportunity to be able to head back to their place, go to Bush State, which they're very good at. Uh, they are a tough team to beat on, in their home building. That's what they they needed to win one out of these first two. They've already got that in the bag, and now they've got their ace going on the mound. We know Wainwright's going to go game three because he's just been dominant at Bush Stadium over his career. So, yeah, that's um, – and, again, both of these games, even the Dodger game late, guys, it was it was hard to watch because you didn't think these guys were going to get out of the first inning. And you're like, really, guys? Like, this is what we're going to do? You had Mikolas fortunate enough to be able to walk out of the first inning unscathed. Ronald Acuna um, started uh, along with Albies. Uh, you know, all of a sudden now they're they're walking and we got the walks galore like guys have never pitched in baseball games before. You had last night, you had Corbin, who's given up his last five starts in Dodger Stadium at Ches Ravine. He's given up two earned runs. And what does he do in the first inning? He walks four guys. They didn't even put the ball in play like you walked four dudes, four Dodgers. In the top of the first inning, they didn't put one bat on the ball and they scored a run. And yet it held like that for quite a while because Bueller did his thing. But it's like, you've got to be guys. Same thing with Mikola. You walk and like they've never pitched in games before. It's like, guys, you're pros. Like, do me a favor with the whole, uh, you know, butterflies in the gut thing. Like, get out of here with that. Because both of them settled down a little bit come in the second inning. With Bueller on the mound, damage was done for the uh, for the right. Nationals yesterday. The minute the minute that run crossed the plate in the first inning, that was all they were going to need. Yeah, and here's the other thing on both games. Um, don't forget about defense either, Joe. You know, Colton Wong oh, makes yeah. an error. DeJong makes an error. The St. Louis Cardinals led Major League Baseball with only 66 errors the entire season. They made mm-hmm. two yesterday. It didn't come back to bite them. But on the flip side, you know, and this isn't why Washington lost, but Howie Kendrick let, like, two balls go under his legs. Oh, you know? He's not and a first base. They pick him. That's the problem. They have him because they want yep. the offense, right? But, you know, defense, we talk about these things, bullpen, base running, defense. Everything's magnified in the postseason. So those yep. things can matter, too. Clean it up, guys. That's what needs to happen. Yeah, to his credit, though, Mikolas settled down. He retired 12 of the next 14. He, he did complete five full, kept a minute. But, guys, you got to get better starts than that. Unbelievable. All right, more on these games coming up here. Let's make it rain on a Friday. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Na 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 na
tonight great stuff last night nfl thursday night football delivered seahawks now are uh, four and one leading uh, that division just behind the undefeated 49ers who get the browns this week coming off a bye the rams they've got some issues they'll uh they've got some talent they've got some issues they're also now three and two in that division but good news is they get to uh they get to play seattle again they'll get to play the 49ers so it's a long season Plenty of opportunities, but definitely, uh, definitely some holes, especially on that Rams defense. It is not the same team that went to the Super Bowl last year, that is for sure. And in baseball, we'll have an opportunity now to check out uh, two teams, uh, two American League teams, uh, two American League series, rather, that we didn't get a chance to see yesterday. We told you about uh, Atlanta uh, blowing it there. Both of those teams, the Cards still won in Atlanta. Game one, game two tonight with their ace Flaherty on the mound, or at, rather this afternoon, uh, will uh, we'll take on uh, good old Foley there, who, to his credit and the Atlanta Braves' credit, he sucked when he came up early in the year. And then, you know, he worked on a few things, changed some things mechanically, much better at the end of the season than he was when he yeah. first came up. But they're going to, you know, you're asking this guy to go out there, go up against Flaherty, and they really are kind of in a must-win situation here today at home. You can't go to right. St. Louis in a, in a five-game series down 2-0. The Dodgers proved why they're the Dodgers last night. Uh, Bueller was – anybody wondering why they went with the young Bueller, Bueller. on the mound last night? Bueller. I think you saw why. Uh, just dominating there. Corbin, some bad luck, but even still – you know, he, he pitched well enough into the seventh inning to be able to win that game. If they could have gotten a couple of timely hits, they didn't. So now game two, and this is where the problem comes in for the Nats here, Dane. They've got to go with, with Strasburg. It's already been announced that Strasburg is going, but Strasburg in his career has never had to pitch on anything less than four days. You know, don't forget, this was a guy mm. with arm issues when he came up. Right. Bubble wrapped, beyond bubble wrapped. Like, he didn't pitch on... You're asking him to go on two days here, guys. Now, I get he only threw three innings, which would not be a problem for normal pitchers, but we're talking about a guy, Mr. Bubble Wrap here, who, you know, many times ended up on the on the IL, Dane, because the wind blew the wrong way with his arm. Mm. Now you're asking him to go out in two days, and how many innings is he going to go before you got to hand it over to that bullpen? What do you need, nine innings out of him? And not to mention he's going up against Kershaw. So not a great place for the Washington Nationals to be in here today. Yeah, that's true. I, I honestly thought they would not go to Strasburg. Um, I, I actually either. thought they would go to Sanchez, you know, and then line yes. up Kershaw. I mean, excuse me, line up Scherzer and Strasburg for three and four back home. But that's what it, and, and then Corbin again, you know, for five, if necessary. That's the way I thought they were going to do it. And yesterday, Joe, that's why we said if Washington wins this game, uh, being game one, they could even lose game two mm -hmm. and then be set up with their big boys um, for three, four and five. But they're going to Stroudsburg. And, you know, listen, we'll see. <laughs> you know what I mean? I understand I, any manager wanting to put their best out there, especially in a position where, you know, they're on the cliff. You know, you can't, you're right. You can't go down. You can't go down 2-0 in a best of five. I don't care if you're coming back home like Washington would be or if you're going on the road right. like the Braves would be. It's, you know, it's kind of – it gets late early to use a yogiism, right? Um, but yes. 
he's going to be up against Kershaw. <laughs> you know what I mean? And isn't it funny also, Joe, remember a few years ago when the narrative was that, like, Kershaw couldn't get it done in the playoffs? And yep. now people aren't talking about that anymore, right? So every start, you have an opportunity. Can Strasburg go out there and shut it down? Maybe, but I don't think he will. I think what will happen is he'll pitch well, but he'll give up some big flies. He'll give up a home run ball or two. So it's up to the Washington offense. The same Washington offense that got two hits off Walker Bueller uh, last night. How many are they going to get off of, you know, Kershaw and then Ryu? That's the issue for me. Yep. Yeah, I he hasn't done it all year. He's only pitched on four days rest, at least four days rest. You're asking yeah. a guy to come in on two days. I think we all realize the bullpen. What are you going to bring in, Fernando Rodney? Now, maybe, and call me crazy, but maybe they start Strasburg and they consider bringing in Sanchez after that uh, if if he gets into trouble, which I think is probably the logical move here. But again, the Dodgers go out, take care of business. They got a couple of runs in the first seven. Then they just kind of piled on to the bullpen after that. The Dodgers, let's face it, are sitting pretty and they sit here today going into this game what is the uh what's the current line for the dodgers here today uh that have they put a number up yet now that we know it's uh strasburg and kershaw does fanduel have no one? i don't see anything yet all right they haven't put it up yet so they're still working no. on that we do yeah. we do have a line for the minnesota twins and the new york yankees that we have a line for that is going to be yes. 707 here tonight first pitch and two, let's face it, two, when you look at the numbers side by side, kind of hard to tell the difference between these two teams. One won 101 games, the other won 103. Uh, their run differential was 185 for Minnesota. It was 204 for the Yankees. They got their aces on the mound. Paxson going tonight, taking on Barrios at home. The Yankees opened as a huge favorite, not to be unexpected. You're right. I mean, somewhere in that minus 190 ballpark in a lot of places, the Twins opened up. To plus 175. However, I have seen a lot of movement going towards the Twins. The number is coming back to the Twins here a little bit. It means somebody's betting them. What is the number shown here at uh, at our friends at Fanduel? Yankees are minus 190. Twins are plus 165. So, the total is still ooh. at nine. But like you said, now because they did go up to nine, the juice is on the under at minus 120. Berrios versus Paxton. Mm. Yeah, it's um. You got a high total here. You've got a team that had a run differential of 185. You know, what the odds makers are telling you guys is that runs are not going to be in a premium here tonight. There is in all likelihood going to be an opportunity to be able to score. And what is the run line here, Dane? We talked a little bit about this yesterday. Twins are obviously, because they're the dog, I'm sure they're getting a run here, uh, plus one and a half. What is the number on that plus one and a half? Uh, if you like the Twins plus the one and a half, you get it at minus 120. If you like the Yankees minus one and a half, it's pretty much even money. Yeah, well, I would. That's I don't like the Yankees at minus one and a half because again, runs won't be at a premium. But at minus 120, uh, yeah, there's uh, there is certainly some value there on the Twins if you want to spot a team that hit what 300 plus home runs this year had uh, you know yeah. has no problem scoring. Uh, against, uh, I love Paxton, don't get me wrong, but the last time we talked about Paxton, he had some sort of ass injury, didn't he? Some sort of uh, glute uh, problem. And so, uh, you know, Barry. He's been so good. I'm not worried about that, Joe. I don't know. I think he's been really good 
in the last few months. I'm not worried about that. Because here's the thing. If I'm a Yankees fan and Paxton is no good, then I'm pretty much sunk anyway. Right. I need Paxton to be good. I need Tanaka to be good. I need Severino to be stretched out. If that doesn't happen, I'm pretty much screwed anyway, unless I win all these games 11 to seven, you know. So so I can't worry about that. I got to trust that Paxton's going to come out and be what I've seen from him in the last two to three months. Um, So I'm not worried about that. What I am worried about is, you know, how many balls go over that short right field porch and right. You know, that's that's what I'm worried about. I think I'm looking, Joe, for like home run props in this game. You know, like what number would you have to take, Joe, to take like the under? If I said there would be and I'm making this up, but like three and a half home runs in the game, would you take over? Two on each side, I could so see that. Uh, right. But again, like you said, runs are not going to be at a premium, though, right? Gonna go, if I'm going home runs over three and a half, I'm taking the over all day long. Yeah. And that's what I think is going to happen. Listen, you could even have decent pitching performances and it still be over in this. Okay. Let's not forget, these are the two teams that both. Joe broke the major league record for home runs in a season. Both teams did that. Okay. And yes, I like Paxton. Joe, you know, I like Barrios also, but I, I, I'm not sure that the, the, the pitching will rule the day tonight. I I'm on the over. Yeah. And I think we're going to see some jacks. This is uh yeah, this is a tough game. I, I do think there is value in the underdog with the, uh, with the twins, obviously, because we told you yesterday, Yankees are going to be public darlings. Uh, they are going to, without a doubt, to get a lot more tickets written for them than anybody, than Minnesota. But that doesn't necessarily mean because they're that much better than, than, uh, than Minnesota. It just means they're way more popular than Minnesota. So you got to be careful with that. I do think these two teams to me match up very, very well. And oh, yeah, by the way, guys, Minnesota, 55 and 26 on the road this season, the best record in baseball. Not intimidated going to Yankee Stadium, this team. They're going to be swinging. Both of these teams are going to be swinging. Interesting, Dane. What are the strikeout props in this game? That to me is uh, fascinating, too. because, Because I think both of these guys are going to have no problem throwing the ball by some guy. I expect a lot of swings and misses with these two guys because for his for every home run, let's say, and let's say we think there's two aside, there's got to be what? Every home run, three strikeouts? Oh, yeah. Strikeouts? There's going to be a lot of uh, three true outcomes in this one. Walks, strikeouts, and home runs, much like the All-Star be. game yep. almost. Um, so I'm, I can't find any strikeout props just yet. I'll keep searching when we go to break. But you know what I mean? Um, but it's I haven't gotta found be, those It's got to be yet. a big number for both of these guys. It's got to be a big number so. for both of these guys. You would think so. But at least on FanDuel right now, Joe, they're not showing any player props, okay? They're showing game props, but none, okay. none of the player props just yet. Maybe it's because, you know, the pitchers were just announced recently, so they got to run all that through the machines. <laughs> but I haven't seen right. – any player props just yet. They're all game and inning and first five kind of things at this point. But the other thing, you say these teams are evenly matched, and they are, Joe. The bullpen could be a difference, though. You know, I'll trust the Yankees' bullpen, right? And this Twins' bullpen, pull up the numbers. Maybe they were better than I think, Joe. But this, to me, is also no, inning were. seven and eight. Because I was blown what? away by it, Dane. They are oh, really? ridiculous in the bullpen really? this year. They're first in FIP. Sixth in XFIP really? and third. 
their strikeout to walk ratio was third best in all of baseball. The Yankees were ninth, fourth, and sixth, while the Twins were first, sixth, and third. These two bullpens might very well be the best bullpens in all of the game. That's the craziness. Exactly. I was blown away. Yeah, my narrative was going to be late late game heroics. You know, Glaber hits the home run in the seventh. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah. DJ LeMay comes in clutch with a man on in the eighth. That's the kind of narrative I see. Um, but, you know, I'm underestimating the Twins' bullpen. So let's see how it plays exactly. out. But, I, you know, that, that's yeah. where I thought was going to be the opportunity. But when you say those kind of XFIP numbers and others, it gives me a little cause for pause. That is surprising to me, Joe. Don't forget they traded for uh, Sergio uh, Romo there from the Marlins. Uh-oh. They got him in the late year. But they have yeah. Tyler. Uh, they got Tyler Duffy and they got Taylor Rogers guys that have been, you're not hearing because they're buried in Minnesota, but these yeah. two guys have been, you know, Rogers throws 97 miles an hour and it just, right. it full, and he's got a slider that comes in at 80. Imagine that. So while the Yankees have the bigger names and they definitely have the, that back end bullpen, is just absurd. I mean, Chapman, Britton, and, and uh, I mean, come on, Adovino. It's it's almost not fair. But then here's what they I'll can say, match Joe. Up pretty well. Yeah, they can match. Here's what the I'll problem say. to me is going to be guys- that middle area. What happens if Paxton only goes four innings? Four. Or what right. happens if Barrios only goes four innings? Who are the middle yeah. guys? To me, is what I'm worried about. But these guys are talking about Rogers and stuff like that. Joe, uh, remember how sphincters get tight? In Yankee Stadium with 60,000 people in the playoffs. <laughs> you know, I've seen Listen. I've seen Chapman yep. and Adovino and Britton. I've seen them do it before. Yeah. Quality point. No. <laughs> Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. All right, big, big night. Also, college football here tonight. Don't forget, we've got uh, looking forward to this matchup all week. You've got University of Central Florida, UCF, taking on Cincinnati in the American Athletic Conference showdown. And UCF, what can we say besides the fact that they can, uh, they're like the Yankees and the Twins, where they can just put points on the board at will? They are a scoring machine. And I believe they uh, they enter this game ranked 18th overall with that offense that averages, oh, I don't know, 49 points per game through the first five games. But it's interesting yeah. because it's in Cincinnati. And it opened up UCF four and a half. But there have been a lot of movement towards Cincinnati at this particular point because that number keeps going down in a lot of places. I'm not sure where FanDuel's got the number, Dane, but. As of yesterday, seven out of ten bets were were coming in on UCF, and yet the number wasn't it wasn't growing to five and a half. It was going the other way. So uh, it's interesting. Some people think Cincinnati 
they're going to give UCF all they can handle at home. It's a pretty cool right. home uh, in uh, in Nippon Stadium there in Cincinnati. But, man, UCF can just put points after points after points. It's kind of hard not to back UCF in this game. So FanDuel has it at three and a half, uh, just so you know, Ooh. Joe. Yep. And they have the total at 60 and a half, okay? And here's my theory 60. on this one, Joe. Damn. Yeah. Here's my theory on this one, Joe. Mm. Central Florida and these kids for like two and a half years, right, have had that kind of mm. chip on their shoulder. We deserve it. We deserve to be respected. We deserve to be in the playoff, all that stuff. Well, Joe, that's all out the window now after they lost to Pitt, right? You know, so yep. is there right. is there the potential of a 19-year-old kid who thought they may have had a chance if they run the table to play for a national championship and know that that dream is gone? Is there a chance of letdown and like uh, what are we doing then anyway like where's it gonna matter anyway that's better not be because central florida and cincinnati are battling for that group of five who's going to be considered on that new year's day bowl game if if ucf loses here cincinnati wins it's cincinnati people